Welcome to Comic Book Commentary, where I break down comic books one issue at a time. And I figured if there was somewhere I needed to start this exploration through the world of comic books, it would definitely have to be a superhero group that has stuck with me easily since I was about six years old. So we are starting on X-Men, the Uncanny X-Men, issue one. Now, the first thing that we should do with every single comic book is examine the cover. Though they can be misleading at times, they are the very first piece of artwork that we ever see, and they kind of give us the idea of what we're about to get into. The first X-Men cover is, well, it's, it's basic but iconic at the exact same time. We have the X-Men logo. It stands out. It's decent. Aside from that, you have the strangest superheroes of all, which later on I'm pretty sure we saw more outrageous heroes. But for its time, this was dealing with some pretty hard issues, so maybe the strangest wasn't the right way to phrase this. We got Beast here jumping off of what looks like the legs of a helicopter or something like that, but I can't really tell, or he's, he's swinging from a bar. Now, this is the first time we've ever seen this book, so I want you to keep in mind that Beast is here, Angel is over here with a bazooka, Cyclops is browping, you, you have this guy down here throwing snowballs, this is Iceman, then you have Magneto, which, of course, we don't... Well, yes, we do know him, because the X-Men versus Magneto, Earth's most powerful supervillain, is right here. It's obvious that he creates some sort of force field. It doesn't tell us exactly what he does in this, in this issue here. Well, this cover. And then we have Marvel Girl. We don't know anybody yet. We haven't started reading. So if I was to look at this cover, she's doing nothing. So congratulations, you are doing nothing. But we do know that that's not necessarily true. All right, so let's jump into the issue then, shall we? It starts with this guy sitting, you can see him through the window. Now this is Professor Xavier, and the very first major not necessarily a splash panel, but the team panel gives you a couple of the powers right off the bat. You see Iceman, he's kind of sliding down this ice pole that he's made. Of course, Angel is flying in, and the Beast is jumping through this window. He's obviously some kind of athletic, monkey, giant, strongman thing. And then you have Cyclops running in the background, and the Professor's just simply sitting in the chair. Now, we have already been told that the professor is talking to us through a strange mean because you could tell that these are thought bubbles and then everybody shows up 
and they're talking to him. So it's obvious that he's talking to them somehow telepathically. Now, as something I want to do with every single one of these books, I want to talk, or at least rather give credit. So, down here in the corner, this is written by Stan Lee. So he actually did these early stories for us. It was drawn by Jack Kirby. It was inked by Paul Reinman. And then it was lettered by S. Rosen. Rosen. I'm sorry if I got your names wrong, but these are the people responsible for bringing us this book. And I'd like to, I'd like to as often as possible mention the people that made it. Here are the X-Men. They get him ready, and they go through their training paces. This is all quite basic. Beast jumps up through... Beast jumps through hoops and does all this crazy acrobatic stuff, and then he lands, and they basically congratulate him. Angel flies around fire, flies so fast that these crushing things miss him, goes in, in between these spinning propellers, and then almost falls down, but doesn't quite. He recovers right before he hits the ground. Right after that, we see something... Professor Xavier's personality can be called into question at different times. He wants these kids to learn how to be superheroes, for whatever reason, and he doesn't want Iceman to really train that much. So Iceman is more the butt of its own jokes, just so he can have some attention. He turns himself into a snowman, and then Beast is like, you want to train? So he throws a bowling ball... And then Iceman creates this slide and tosses the bowling ball back. Beast catches it. Cyclops gets mad because, hey man, you almost hit Professor Xavier. Stop goofing around. And he blasts both of them. Bam on Beast. Bam on Iceman. Now Iceman tries to guard against this, but there was, there was no way. Not against him. Now Xavier makes it pretty obvious who the badass of the group is at this time. The leader is easily Cyclops, because the next phase of training is for everybody to try to fight Cyclops, and they all lose. We're introduced to Jean Grey at this point. She comes to the house. He says that she's a new student. They introduce her powers. She makes a book levitate. She makes a chair move across the room. Easy stuff. At this point in time, she wasn't all about using mental powers. She used... She used... Telekinetic powers, I believe is what it's called. You see where she picks up Beast and she drops him on a couch. Just little things like that. They were playing around. Women in comic books didn't play that much of a significant role. And while it's nice that they gave her kind of this I-don't-need-a-guy type of thing at the start, she was just very... she was just very a strong, independent woman. And I think that's what they were meaning to do here, but we have a long way to go before women become 
before they're treated fairly in comic books in general. Magneto is introduced at this time. He's looking to attack this base and use this missile. So they fire this missile, they test this missile, and he brings it down and blows it up into the ocean. And then he comes to attack the base and he's ripping, ripping the guns out of people's hands and these tanks start going crazy and he writes this message in the sky, you better surrender, surrender the base or I'll take it by force, Magneto. And I like how he signs his name in cursive. I'm not, not sure what that's all about, but okay. Right after that, he forces this missile to launch. And then he, like, sends it into the ocean to explode. I'm not 100% sure why he's making missiles go into the ocean and explode. I don't, I don't quite understand that. And then he walks into the base to take the base. And they're like, they're like, ah, you better get out of here. And they lift their guns. And this one guy can't get his gun to fire. The other guy can't even lift it. He says it weighs like a ton. And then Magneto just walks right into the base. And all these guys rush him. And he's like, wow. And he just like blasts all of them off. So obviously this guy can't mess with this guy. Then he ties them all in this basically like a mental force field. I know he's supposed to be using magnetic properties, but it, his powers don't make a lot of sense here. Now, they're all stuck within this magnetic field, and they're like, oh, we can't, we can't get out of here. And then we cut back to the X-Men. Back to the X-Men is something that I need to mention. Like I said, it's going to be a long time before women are respected in comic books. And truth be told, man, you want to talk about some juvenile stuff. This isn't even played for like a comical aspect. This is some pervy, crazy shit because Jean Grey hasn't even finished putting her costume on. She's literally getting changed in the other room while four guys, sorry, three guys, are peeking around the corner at her. Like, they're like, Ooh, where did that new doll go? Oh, there she is. Woo-wee. Looks like she poured into that uniform quite well. I mean, come on. This is... It's some seriously sexist shit. Now, I will say that I believe this is like 1963, so... All right, I, I get it. But damn. Like, just damn. Now... I will point out that if there's any reason she ended up with Cyclops, it's because he wasn't the he was the only one that wasn't ogling her. Like he was trying to respect her. He tried to bring her that chair and he's the only guy here in this picture that's not like trying to peek at her naked. So like if there was a reason she ended up with Cyclops, this is it right here because he seems to be the only one with any respect whatsoever. Now, attention X-Men, this is Professor Xavier. Report to my study immediately. You have 15 seconds. Now, they all get ready real quick. They're getting on their uniforms and everything. They fly out in their jet. And then Cyclops is like, with all due respect, General, we're the X-Men and stuff like that. And he's like, we can help. Uh, the X-Men, they quote-unquote swing into action. Now, they can't get there. Like, they can't get through. There's this gigantic, like, magnetic force field that's holding everybody out of the base. So Cyclops uses a full power beam, shoots until he literally can't handle it anymore, 
passes out, and Beast has to carry him in. Now, when the field breaks, Magneto feels it. He's like, what was that? You know, and then Magneto pushes these buttons and fires all these missiles. And Angel, like a lot of the, the missiles are like targeted on Angel for whatever reason. So Angel's trying to dodge all these missiles, and then Iceman creates these snowballs. They must be incredibly cold snowballs, and he freezes the missiles. They become deactivated, and they fall on the ground. He misses a couple, or rather he misses at least one, and it's still chasing him around. And then Beast jumps up on this pole and grabs it with his feet, and... This is where you see that Marvel Girl can be useful. She she reaches out with her mind and grabs the missile and then throws it into the ocean to get rid of it. Now, Angel starts flying at Magneto and he lifts all this all these different like metal bars and engines and tires and crap and just crushes him basically. And right when that's happening, Cyclops bromps all the all the stuff. He's like, bam! And he gets rid of all that crap. And then Iceman creates like this shield and this rocket fuel. They push this rocket fuel at him. And Iceman creates a shield and then bam, the rocket fuel blows up. Now, right after that, Magneto thinks that they're dead because who survives a rocket fuel explosion? And... Cyclops browns from out of the ground. He was able to dig a tunnel with his eyes. He just looked down like, oh shit, bwomp, and he builds himself a tunnel, and they come up from another side of Magneto, like, wow, they blast to the ground, they come out, Cyclops hits him with one of the optic, optic beams, and he throws up this gigantic shield and starts flying into the sky. They can't reach him, and they're like, shit, he got away. That is the first issue of X-Men. So three questions. Which part did I enjoy the most? Easily it's the part where Magneto pushes the rocket fuel and it blows up and Cyclops has dug the tunnel and then he comes out behind him and Magneto's like, oh shit, and then he gets blasted. That's easily, I think, the coolest part of what went down in this issue. Number two. What did I not care for the most? Well, it's easily the part where Jean Grey, and don't misunderstand, there's a difference between sexuality in comic books nowadays and, like, blatant, hardcore, crazy sexism that is seen in, like, the early 60s and shit like that. Them, them spying on her in a juvenile sense... This would have been maybe even a, a cutesy type of scene, but at the time that it is presented, it's just kind of hardcore sexist. Now, I'm not trying to be like feminist guy or something like that, but when you take a younger character like Iceman in, in the new or not new, but in the Ultimate X-Men, and he spies on Storm in the shower, and she makes a comment. She says, one time is an accident, Bobby. Two means you're looking for trouble. And it was played out in kind of this juvenile, funny 
type of thing where this is just like fucking three guys saw a girl come into the house and immediately they're like, they're like, did that girl go to change? Let's all peep on her because who the fuck cares about what she thinks or so. It's just, this scene is kind of, kind of, it shows it's time without a doubt that women, their rights have changed majorly since the 1960s. Now, number three, does this comic stand the test of time? Is it worth a read? And I'm going to tell you, yes. For curiosity purposes, for wanting to see where the X-Men came from, and also for what it does. It does introduce the first basic X-Men, shows off their power and their teamwork. It gives you an idea of what Magneto is capable of, even if it doesn't quite make sense. It had a pretty solid cover, and it introduced the Professor Xavier that would become later such a huge deal. And it showed that they, while they work together well, there's still a long way to go before they're actually going to be a team. This kind of sets it up so that we could see a whole lot of character development over the time. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, but it did set up the possibility. I think, without a doubt, the first X-Men issue is still worth a read today. This has been Episode 1, Comic Book Commentary, X-Men Issue 1. Now, if anybody wants to talk about this issue, there's comments in the section below. And yes, I do try to respond to my comments. So let me know what you guys think, and I'm going to get out of here.